It was skipping for me. I got worried. <laughs> Welcome back to Goals and Boards, everybody. As always, I'm your host, Gio. With me is Mr. Brad Crosley. How are you doing today, my good friend? What's going on, Gio? Hope you had a good holiday. I did. How about you? Did you enjoy it? Not bad. Yeah. I mean, we're uh, we're we're fighting off this cold thing that seems to be going around like the entire world right now. Uh, but other than that, it was good. Uh, and, and everyone may notice that Phil's not with us today. Um, we 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 all knew this, so he's he's not gone away. It's just you know it's holiday. It's it's just like this week. We're only gonna have one episode. I know that's crazy because you love seeing us twice a week, but unfortunately, this week is only once. Uh, with that, if you're if you are watching and you're new, or if you are not new, share, subscribe, hit that bell icon. We're growing. Nice. We're growing. I'm setting a new goal for ourselves, but I'm not going to say it. I just know I'm aiming to get in the thousands. So we need to really push this. We're, we're dreaming. We're big, right big time. Oh, big time. All right. <laughs> so, big, all right. Let's, let's dive right into it. Just because we have a lot to cover, we're going to go right into the recap this, of this weekend. We only had two games. It was the rivalry weekend, but then we have eight games. We're not going to dive into every game. We're just going to group them because it's a little like a pattern this this week. But Brad, let's let's jump into it. This was probably the hardest game to watch as a fan. Not saying that I'm no longer a fan. I'm just saying it was a hard game to watch, right? And that was Baltimore's loss in Utica. They ended up losing the game five two. Let's start with what were the takeaways from each team for you. So, um, interesting kind of uh, trend we're seeing with the Baltimore and Utica games. We've talked about it many times over episodes past. And Phil has really brought it up as a point of emphasis. And that is when Utica gets up big and starts quick, they, you know, obviously usually win these games. Uh, when Baltimore keeps it close in the beginning and kind of is able to dictate the pace of play, then they will usually come out on top. And we've seen these first two games here in the 23-24 season, you know, Utica out to massive leads early, right? M massive. The first game in Baltimore and then uh, this game in Utica where uh, – by the time we were six minutes into the second quarter, Baltimore's down 5-0, right? Uh, they were down like two or three, oh, like it seemed like as soon as you blinked your eye. So yeah. that seems that, yeah. So that seems to be uh, uh, an interesting trend that, you know, Baltimore is starting very slow against Utica, and Utica is capitalizing on it, you know. Uh, and we've talked about it a bunch before, Gio, and I'd love to get your take on it as well, is, you know, for, for Baltimore more to thrive, they need to be able to dictate the pace of play, right? Uh, you know, really want to dictate how the game is played. And when you're behind, you know, three, four, five goals, you can't do that then. You know, you have to try and and press and, and do more things that maybe you're not as comfortable at. So that was one of my – biggest takeaways at least from the beginning of the game yeah for me uh, for me baltimore 
Well, here I'm, I'm gonna start with the positive because I think Utica deserves the the, the spotlight right now. Uh, obviously, t- taking away that they played Harrisburg, they played Baltimore, and uh, who else have that's it, right? They, that's all they played. That's it. That's it. Uh, uh, taken away from that that fact, right? Utica is playing well. Utica is doing a lot with these young kids. A lot of good, mo- mo- um, you know, moments from them. Uh, the R- Ronaldinho being one of the key players, right? He's he's playing phenomenal. It doesn't matter who they're playing. He's just playing phenomenal, right? Uh, along with other guys. And Andrew, Andrew Cufflin, like, he he had a bunch of key saves. Even Brian, when he came in in, the, in the, that, like, burst when Baltimore went on, like, five shots, he came up with five saves. It was, like, back to back to back. And he came off the bench cold. So, like, yep. that Utica is doing fantastic. So, my, I'm just going to tip my hat off to them. And my, my takeaway for Baltimore, I'm going to, uh, you know, nod to, to Keith that, any momentum they had from the win in the West has gone, is gone out the window. And any lessons learned from the West trip has gone out the window. And Baltimore is trying to play something that they're not anymore, right? They're, they love that possession game, but I don't think they have the pieces to play that type of game anymore. I think they have to be a little bit more on the front foot. But the, the problem like I saw in Utica was when they did go on the front foot, it was either just Moy or he was just, um, oh my goodness. I'm losing my train of thought. The young guy, um, what's his name? Omar? No, not Omar. Uh, no, Omar was injured, unfortunately. Yeah, I can't remember the other, uh, other young guy's name. That's so bad of me. But when they were on the front foot, it was just like one or two players going up and then the rest of the team sat way too deep, not even at the half field, like just way deep. And that's never going to hurt. And it's never going to help them. So for me, it's Baltimore. You either need to commit or really, really figure out. Yes. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. I couldn't remember his name for some reason. Um, uh, yeah, they just need to commit. If they're going to be on the front foot, go for it. Don't don't half it, and be that that's the thing. Utica was finding those pockets of empty space where we had one one guy pressing up top, and then just space in the midfield, and then the rest of the team sitting deep. That's never going to work, at least not for the team who Baltimore is right now. Yeah, I I want to uh, convey my my agreements in uh, how well uh, Coughlin played as well. Right, he was fantastic. You know that second half. That was a, it was a it was a tale of two halves in a way. Um, you know some interesting statistics in this game. Utica only had twelve shots total, right? Twelve total, five goals on twelve shots. That's pretty crazy in the indoor game. Yeah, but, uh, but that doesn't and, tell the truth, though. No, no, I, I get it because, and, and I was just going to make my point is, you know. They're up 5-0, and now, you know, they have no reason to press at this point, right? They're going to sit back, get their players behind the ball, and absorb pressure, and, you know, they think Baltimore was, wasn't was going to be able to come back. But um, Coughlin played great. He made some fantastic saves, some key saves. Um, like you said, when Wilkin came in, uh, saved the penalty shootout and then took a barrage of like five or six shots. 
saved them all. That was that was a good um, point for Utica to kind of settle down a little bit, not to give Baltimore uh, too much hope. So uh, I, I I get the I'll take it with a grain of salt that they only had twelve shots and that they only had three shots in the entire second half. And a lot of that had to do with they were up big. They were, you know, they didn't need to push numbers forward at that point. Um, but Baltimore was trying to press a little more as well. Um, but yeah, hats off to Utica. They, you know, they did what they needed to do, right? Like I said to begin with, they got out quick, right? They got out of the gate quick. Um, and that has been a way, that has been a, a recipe for of, of success for them against Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, um, Gavin. Yeah, it's it's wild to see that Utica's uh, on top right now. <laughs> it's wild, but but we won't go into that because we didn't talk power rankings this week. We're not going to post power rankings this week because nothing has changed. But it's it's interesting. Here, uh, Brad, let me ask you a question. Since we're on we're on the Utica conversation, right? Is yeah. Utica for real? So. We asked this question last week, and I we were doing pretenders, contenders. I had I had Utica as pretenders. Look, there's no denying they're five and zero, right? And they've mm-hmm. beaten our beloved Baltimore Blast twice, and I give them all the credit in the world. And they're playing fantastic. Their young guys are, you know, clicking on all cylinders. Coughlin's playing great. I want to see them play someone of substance, right? Because right now, Harrisburg's not playing well, Baltimore's not playing well, and that's their five games. Uh, Not taking anything away from them. They've played really, really well, but I want to see them play someone of substance, right? I want to see them play a Monterey or, um, you know, even a, 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 a tech, you know, an Outlaws or just someone with a little more substance and then... I will be more of a believer, I believe. I'm not saying that um, they're not a top team. I'm not saying they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm just saying I'm reserving my kind of thought on this because I want to see them, again, play someone just a, of a little better caliber at this point. Yeah, I'm kind of at the same the same point. Like I, I think Utica, Utica is a – playoff team which Keith says in the chat I think I think they are a playoff team or a potential playoff team it just I think they just haven't been tested and how they respond to that test is going to be huge I will say however these early games that have been beneficial to the young guys are going to help them tremendously when they actually do get tested because it's not them going onto the field and finding out what it feels like and being tested it's more they know how it feels like and now they can be tested. So I think it's going to be an easier transition. And they'll find out in January very soon when they play Milwaukee, Tacoma, KC, yeah. St. Louis. That's it's a flip of a coin. But in January, they also play Texas. So it's going to be yes. a tough month for them. And, and then, then we'll know. Yes. And a quick note, which I think does bode well for them maybe moving forward, is they're 5-0. and their young guys are clicking on all cylinders, and they're doing all this basically without Frank Tayu. Yes. Right? I mean, he's playing, and but Gordy. he is not. And Gordy. Right. And he has not been 
contributing as as you would think, right? The big offseason signing, you would think you'd have a much more larger impact. Um, he hasn't really got on the score sheet. And, yes, great point. Um, you know, Gerson got hurt in the Baltimore game in Baltimore, and we haven't seen him since. So the young guys have really, really stepped up for Utica. Yeah, for for real. Let's talk about the other the other team that played that game that lost that game. <laughs> That's Baltimore. How did how did they bounce back? Well, I think it's uh, it's definitely beneficial that they're at home this Friday, um, and they're not on the road. Uh, now, yes, they do have two losses at home this year. I think they need to. Hopefully gain a little confidence and get this win this weekend against Harrisburg, right? Kind of get that swagger back at home. Uh, maybe get some guys back from it that have been injured. Um, and I have not heard any update on the injuries, I'll be honest with you. But hopefully, you know, Juan will be back. He was out last game. You know, hopefully Diesel will be back. Um, Omar was injured. So get a couple guys back healthy. Uh, get, again, some confidence uh, at home and get these three points on Friday against Harrisburg. Yeah, I think it's going to be very crucial for Baltimore to to use this game to figure out who they are because and and then this also goes to to the coach, right? Um he needs to to figure things out as well because it's not just the players, right? It's also how they're being prepared and right now Baltimore's not getting it right right whether it's them slipping up or just not playing with a sense of urgency and then they pick it up in the fourth quarter like they just need to get it right so they should use this game against Harrisburg this this weekend to figure things out and get points there and then they start there and then they move on to the next game they're just gonna have to take it a game at a time but really figure out who they are and use Harrisburg this is a good place to because they're gonna test you but it's a game you should win Right, it's a it game is, we should it win. It is. However, but, but but to your point, Harrisburg will always play you tough, right? And uh, I think more than any team is when Pat Healy plays Baltimore, he has a really good feeling for Baltimore. Obviously, he was here for a very very long time. He always schemes a great game plan when they mm-hmm. play Baltimore. He does a fantastic job. Uh, I think, uh, and to my point, uh, when I talked about the beginning of the games for those Utica games, I think that first five, ten minutes in this game is very, very important. Very important. 100%. 100%. All right, let's move on to the the other. Matt, we're going to get to that point later on in the show. So we'll talk about Tayu again. Don't worry. Uh, So let's talk about. The Texas rival, the Texas showdown, I think is what they call it. We need to come up a name with this. We need to come up with a name. This we need to come up with a branded name for this, a good one, and not what did what did uh, Phil say? Barbecue something. Anyways, yeah, barbecue something. Something with barbecue. Uh, let's talk about Texas stomping Dallas twelve four. Let's start with a simple question because because this is so much like a. Hey, this is the Texas showdown. This is a rivalry game. Do you agree with that statement? Is this a rivalry? I think it's a rivalry. Uh, when you're that close, just geographically, 
when you're that close personnel-wise as far as players that have played for both uh, teams, um, the history that Tattoo has with the sidekicks, I think all that together, it's, it is absolutely a rivalry. Uh, I think, you know, regardless of, you know, maybe Texas taking it to them quite a bit over the last few seasons, I still think it is a, is a, it is a legit rivalry for sure. I asked this because the, the this season has been a little interesting for this for this matchup. Uh, we'll, 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 I want to start with the history. I think going into the season, there were seven and one in their all time. Right, Mesquite is a relatively new team. They missed out COVID season. They recently just came back, so it's not that many times they've played each other. But there's a lot of off the field story on here. There's a yeah. lot of you know, players knowing each other. It's a lot with the back offices having their moments. So I think this is safe to say it's a rivalry, but on the field, this time Texas had it. Texas just outplayed them. And, you know, I feel like when Morales is on fire, it, it Texas is another team. When Ortiz is playing well, Texas is another team. I was surprised to see Pollo in goal, but I feel like this time they played Dallas, it was a different team. So I should have answered your rivalry question with this answer, Gio. <laughs> you, re you ready for this? I'm you ready. asked if this, if, you, if this was a rivalry. I, I'm looking at my little paper here. I want to make sure I get this right. Just to tell you if this is a rivalry or not, there were 13 cards in this game, eight blue cards, three yellow cards and one red card. So there's your answer right there. You know, that's a great point, right? You know, th this time for, I, and I tweeted this out because I thought this was such an interesting thing to see, to see a player like Blas Perez passionately defend their, his team, stand up for his team. And on the other side, having a indoor legend like Venny Dantes stepping up for your team, how important is it to have that like be displayed on the field? Right. That's great to see. You always want to see your your veteran guys stick up for the rest of the guys on the team. Um, you know, Blas has been playing. He's been playing really well this year. Right. So to see him maybe take more, a little more of a leadership role than he did prior, I think it's great. You know, he's he's um, you know, he's doing it not only on the field now, but also, you know, obviously, Jamie Lovegrove is the the cog that kind of keeps that wheel running and is definitely, you know, the captain and, and all that stuff. But it's really good to see Blas stepping up and taking uh, ownership of him on the team. Um, and then same for, for Vinny, right? He, Vinny's been around for a very long time uh, in the league, is a, is a veteran. And although they have Ortiz as the captain on, on that side, it, you need that type of leadership um, regardless of, you know, who your captain is and all that stuff. And again, Vinny's been there. He's done that. He's won championships. Uh, so it, I think it's, it's a great question to have both of those guys step up um, for each of their team is, is really great to see. Blas has grown on me, by the way, as an indoor player, he's grown on me. The, his, his, his free kicks are just, they're fun to watch. <laughs> so to, yeah, to wrap up the, Go ahead. And 
I think like one of the, the key to this game was kind of similar to the Utica game, right? Outlaws got up four nothing, like bam, right away. like right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, as as the opposing team, when you come in and that happens, you know, all that stuff that you game planned for for the last week kind of goes out the window because now you're scrambling to get back into the game. So very important. They're up. They're up four nothing within minutes of the game. And and the Dallas team and the sidekicks didn't help themselves, right? They went on, I think, three blue cards within the the first quarter, right? Or sorry, four blue cards in the first quarter. That's why you're just putting yourself in a position. I think total, I think they might have had around nine or eight cards shown to them that whole game. That's that's gonna get you this kind of result. It is. It is. And then, uh, you know, on top of that, when you have players like, you know, Morales is just lights out right now, right? He had, he had four points in the game. And then you have, we just talked about him, you know, Vinny Dantas step up, who has been relatively quiet this season. You know, he had a great game, had three points in that game. Yep. So when you start uh, layering on, you know, all these penalty minutes and then the superstars of the Outlaws, are, are clicking on all cylinders, you're in for a long game. And a long game they had. All righty. So we saw Texas win that. That wrapped up the weekend. There was only two games this weekend, the rivalry weekend, as I've been calling it. And and this weekend we are a little bit more uh, well-rounded because most of the teams in the league will be playing. There's eight matches this weekend. And we're going to – break these up into groups. We're going to talk about Tacoma's Cali road trip. Then we'll talk about the I-70 series, the home and home. Then we'll have Milwaukee does a two-step. And then we'll talk about Harrisburg. So let's start with Tacoma's trip to California. So they're going to be playing Empires on Thursday, the 28th at 10.05 Eastern. Remember, we always do Eastern. <laughs> They'll be playing Tacoma. At ten, or sorry, they'll be playing Empires at 10.05, and I think that will be at the Toyota Arena. It will be. Yes. Brad, who takes this win? This is going to be a great game. Uh, you know, we saw Tacoma kind of take it to Baltimore up there in Tacoma. It's a great win for them. Uh, Empire, again, still struggling a bit, um, but have looked – have had moments of of really good play, right? Uh, just a matter of them kind of trying to get it all together here. Um, that being said, I think Tacoma's got a little too much for them. You know, a uh, little little more talent across the, across the field, uh, and you can never count out you know Chris Toth in the goal for Tacoma. I think Tacoma takes this one. Um, sorry, Philly. And Jonathan, but I think uh, I think Tacoma takes this one uh, at the Strikers. Does Marco Fabian not play a role, or or Gerardo Jurado's current form take a take a any kind of points on this? No, I, I think um, you know everyone. That, that's the big question, right? Does how long does it take for uh, him to kind of? The big talk is, about, well, he's a fantastic outdoor player. How long is it going to take him to kind of assimilate to the indoor game? He's played really well the few games that he's played. How how does that look moving forward? 
Um, obviously, he's only going to benefit the strikers, no doubt about right. it. Um, yeah. Is it enough to overcome the you know some of the shortfalls in Empire when they start playing some better teams? I, I don't think so. I think it makes them a better team, no doubt. No doubt makes them a better team. Um, but I think you know on Tacoma you have you know Pereira and Juice Cox and like I said Chris Toth and I, I think they just have a little more um a little more talent on the Tacoma team. I, I'm I, I'm pretty confident in taking Tacoma in this one. See, I'm torn because Tacoma has had a problem with finishing a game with or not Tacoma, sorry. <laughs> Empires, empires. Well, yeah, Tacoma too. With against yeah. San Diego, right? They they had great three quarters, and then the fourth quarter they just, I don't know, just lost energy or or whatnot. Uh, empires has had the same same problem, not so much as energy, more so as just keeping it together as a team. And I'm so torn because you know Nick Pereira is gonna they're gonna try to double team Nick Pereira. Does Tacoma have? The auxiliary strikers or the, the you know the other options to make goals. Yeah, of course they have Juice Cox and Mike Ramos, but this season it, it hasn't seemed like that because they only have three points each. They have Adrian who's at four, five points and Alessandro who I think has five points. Yes, he does have five points as well. You know, that's a big question mark for me on on the Empire side. It's they're just they're obviously not a hundred percent gelled yet. They will. But not yet. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to take the stars after saying all that. <laughs> I feel like I just talked myself through it. But yeah, I think I think Tacoma might might figure it out whether they double team Nick Pereira or not. Tacoma just has a little bit much more, and that's saying something. And I'm using Baltimore as like the the scale. Tacoma beat Baltimore. Empire did not. That's simple. Uh, so then. So then Tacoma travels even farther south to San Diego. Is this game as, as good as written, or is there hopes of Tacoma, you know, doing a little upset here? No, I'm agree with Keith on this one. Tacoma's going to go one on one this weekend. Uh, I don't see I don't see San Diego dropping one at home. Uh, I I tell you what though, doesn't it feel like Tacoma or uh, San Diego hasn't played a game in like uh, forever? Like. <laughs> 14 months or something. Uh, yeah. So they, so they should be well rested, ready to go. Um, you know, this is the second game uh, of a two game weekend for Tacoma, which is always difficult. Yes. San Diego, difficult place to play. They're very, very good at home. So I agree with Keith. Tacoma's going to go one-on-one this weekend and San Diego is going to take that one. home. Yeah, I, I, there's nothing to say on this one. I mean, they're playing Saturday the 30th at 10.05 Eastern time. So this is Tacoma's second game, San Diego's first game. It's at Pachanga Arena. Yeah. There's nothing. I I mean, two games have already proven this is as good as written. So, sorry, Tacoma. Yeah. All right, let's move over to the Midwest. The I-70 series, home and home. How does St. Louis get points? How do they get any points out of this weekend? Whew, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question because I don't think they do. Ouch. Um, yeah. I got Kansas City taking both of these. And, and you know, St. Louis plays them tough at home. Um, but 
man, is Kansas City's just rolling, man. They're, they've played really well. Um, Neto's been really good. Obviously, you know, we've all seen what Zach has been doing, but mm-hmm. other guys have been ch- uh, chipping in as well. They've been pretty good defensively, which was kind of their Achilles heel, for lack of a better term, last season. And, you know, St. Louis, they they just don't have the horses to, to run with these teams. They have some legit players. Uh, you know, I've said it many times. I, I love SK. I love Barry. They're some of my favorite guys. Uh, they have Palo in the net. But mm-hmm. they just don't have enough guns to go up against these teams. So even with a home-and-home I just think I just think KC's got too much for him. I'm taking KC in both these games. So the first game is at KC on Thursday the 28th at 8:05 Eastern. Second game is on Sunday the 31st on um, New Year's Eve on in St. Louis. It's going to be at 3:05 Eastern. <laughs> it's a, it gives everyone enough time to go out party if you're going to. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, safely. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's really hard to say that St. Louis can get points out of this. Obviously, things can happen. Kansas City can have off games. It's just I, I don't think the new the young guys at St. Louis, even the leaders in St. Louis, are doing enough to 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 make me feel like they can get points. Right? It's. I mean. Christos isn't isn't firing. I mean, he is leading the team in points, but I feel like it should be more. SK needs to be doing more. Lucas Almeida, who is, I think, a phenomenal player, very good at controlling the game, hasn't been finding points. He's been doing what he can to keep the tempo of the game, but just I, I don't. I think Kansas City just has too much, man. It's it's really yeah. what it boils down to. I think Kansas City is just way too good right now. Yeah, I agree. They, you know. They've looked really good, and and when you have, when you have your superstar, when you have as much talent as they do, and your superstars are delivering as promised, um, that bodes well for you, right? And they got, and they've had great goalkeeping this year as well. So, yeah, I think this is a little too much for for St. Louis. I'd be very surprised if they could get a win out of this. I think it's going to be two for Kansas City. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to do the same thing. I think I'm going to have to do a. Uh, sweet for for Casey. Thing I'm expecting big things from from Zach. Um, you know, um, Sosa. I need Neto to get me some fantasy points, so he needs to be on this weekend. <laughs> Man, Gio, we've agreed on all the games so far. That's craziness. Well, craziness. We'll see if we agree right now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so the so the way to do the Texas two step. All right, I, I have a scenario for you. Uh-oh. What's more realistic? Hmm. Milwaukee runs, just stomp Dallas, or they pull off an upset in the Mesquite Arena. Ooh, uh, that's a great question. Um, I think Milwaukee is going to go one-on-one this weekend. Um, mm. I think they will... I think they will take care of business, even though they are um, in Dallas for the sidekicks game. Uh, again, Milwaukee's a team that should be 
pretty well rested as well. Um, I yep. think they will go down to Dallas and get that win. But they, then again, you know, then we're talking about the Outlaws game, and here's this, you know, this whole two games in a weekend thing, and you're on the road. I think that's just that's hard for any team. Yeah. Uh, but now you're going up against the Outlaws, who they, you know, they played had a great game against Dallas. I mean, I understand it's Dallas, but they still played well, right? And um, I, I think, uh, you know, Morales has just been man, he's just lighting it up, right? He's lighting it up. Mendez looks great. Uh, you yeah. start getting Dantas rolling, who, again, had a good game last game. Um, and uh, and if we'll, we'll see if they truly have their goalkeeper back, Gio. Um, uh, if it is, I, that's, that's a great addition for them. So I, I think it's a little bit of a tough ask for Milwaukee to go and win both. So – as I did with Tacoma, I'm giving Milwaukee a split this weekend. Oh, Milwaukee fans are about to hate me. Um, I know this is crazy to say. You're going uh, on two? Yeah. Whoa! I love it. <laughs> so my my well we'll 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 get into we'll get into Dallas here after I ask this next question. But um, the the first game the first game this weekend it's going to be. It, um, in Dallas at the Allen Event Center at 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday the 28th, and then Saturday the 30th they'll be in the Mesquite Arena at 8:05 Eastern. I think. Well, here let me ask you this, and I'll give you my reason why. Can Dallas pull an off an upset? Well, I mean, on any given day, I think anybody can beat anybody, right? I mean, Dallas has shown that they can pull an upset. Um, there we go. Whether they can do that against Milwaukee, that's another question. We'll have to wait and see. I, I, I don't think so. Um, I've been, I've been wrong before. <laughs> no, I think I. The reason I'm saying they're going zero and two is to start. I'm not buying Milwaukee right now. I, I, I hyped them up so much this season, and nothing thus far has shown me that I was right. Which is disappointing because I was expecting so much from Milwaukee. They're a good team. They have a lot of great components, right? They have Ian, Huffman, Willie. They they talent wise, they are one of the best team. It's just something is not right on the team right now. And they haven't been putting up the numbers that they should. They haven't been getting the wins that they should. At the end of the day, that hurts the team. And Every time that happens, it's a setback. So right now, I'm just not buying Milwaukee. I could be wrong. Milwaukee could turn into the best team in the next three weeks. But as of right now, I'm not buying it. I'm not taking it. However, what I am buying is that Dallas can turn up. Dallas has turned up against the best team or one of the best teams in San Diego. They've turned up against the Outlaws. So... Yeah. It's not out of their reach that they can pull up an upset. And they're going to be itching to do so after this this thrashing they got. I mean, they did it before. They went, they lost the 22 to 5 game and then turned around and beat Outlaws on an 8 to 7 overtime win. So they did. Yep. 
Why not? Why not again? And as far as the game against the Outlaws, I, I just think the Outlaws are just – they're flying right now. And yeah. I, it's funny because a, a couple of weeks back, they were in a, and they were in a rut. And it, it's only week six, and they've gone on a roller coaster ride. So, but right now they're 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 on an upward trajectory, and I think they're gonna they're gonna get this win. It's it's the the trio's just doing great things. Vanny Dantas is fi- figuring it out. He's doing he got points three points the last last game. Whether it's Pollo in goal or Rivera in goal, it or, or Jesus. Um, doesn't matter. I think they're in good hands in goal. So I, I think I think they're gonna Milwaukee's gonna go and on shoot again. Kelsey, don't hate me. <laughs> now, now you're on the naughty list, Gio from Kelsey. I am on the naughty list. I just I'm just not buying it right now. I'm just not buying it right now. All right, let's wrap up this eight game weekend. Or yeah, this eight game weekend with Harrisburg facing off Baltimore uh, on the 29th at TU Arena at 7:35 and then they will be going up to New York on Sunday the 31st at 305 or yeah 3:05 Eastern who gets points from Harrisburg I think both teams get points from Harrisburg uh we we talked a little bit about it at the top of the show um this is a this is a big game for Baltimore right uh they've dropped two at home already they can't drop another one this early, and especially against Harrisburg. They need to use this as a springboard forward, get some confidence, uh, and, and get a win. Um, and then I think as far as the uh, other game in Utica, my point again, two-game weekend, both on the road, traveling up to Utica now, who Utica is flying high, playing fantastic at home. Uh they don't have – They don't. Have, although they played, they did play Utica tough at home uh, in Utica earlier in the season. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with Keith here. It's a little – this is going to be too much for Harrisburg, and they are going to drop both of these games. Kelsey, I'm not a bitter fan. I'm just, just right. being realistic. And so I'm being so realistic that I'm saying that I don't know if I, I – feel confident in saying Baltimore wins this game. Uh, just Baltimore has too many questions for me. Baltimore, and it's at home. If, if if this was Baltimore of last season where their road, you know, their road record was god-awful and their home record was like a Chihuahua home record. Yeah. I would have easily said, yeah, Baltimore, of course. But it's not. They've, they've lost two at home already, which – for me is 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 a worrying point that they they are not that Baltimore where at home it's like don't matter who's coming here let's you know do what we need to do uh yeah so no, that's, with, a fair, that's a fair that's a fair point that's a fair it's, point it, it's tough it's tough i i honestly think Harrisburg gets a point out of here and Baltimore wins it in overtime because I'm even tempted to say Harrisburg wins it in overtime. That's how close these two teams are for me right now because they're just – for me, these are the two bottom-of-the-barrel teams for the East. Baltimore, do, do you agree Baltimore has to have this game? Oh, for 100%. I think Harrisburg – I don't think Harrisburg is worried about 
results. I think they're worried about developing talent right now because that's that's what they're known for. They've done it so many times, and then they they just turn talent over. So I think that's what Harrisburg's goal is. Baltimore's trying to compete for a position in the playoffs, which obviously is so far out of their reach right now. They probably just need to adjust that vision (laughs) to get to the point where they can be a playoff team. So I think Baltimore needs it more. I just don't, I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure that they can get it. So I, that's what I said over time. Honestly, flip of a coin who wins it. Uh, what, about, what about the Utica game? That's it. Utica is, I mean, they're just so far ahead right now against Harrisburg specifically, right? They've literally built their, their five, yeah. five and I no think, win on Harrisburg. I think they played, I think they played Harrisburg 12 times already this season. Scott, I, I appreciate I appreciate you thinking that I am a closet psychic fan. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> he, he is Scott. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this. Staying on the Harrisburg conversation, we have a lot of questions, a lot of questions with you know Baltimore. Um, you know, whether it's defense, striking, finishing, whatever, you ask it, there's a question there. One of the biggest things that we talked about was the keeper situation in Baltimore, right? They have two keepers right now. Mike Zierhofer has been the number one in most of the games. All but one. That's yep. All but one. Yep. So that's where my question lies. Do they trust Mike again, or do they give Quantrell a second chance? Now, I think you got to stick with Mike. Um I think he's I think in the team's mind he's he's the number one. Um I, I, I get what they were doing in the splitting of the first two games. Um but now, you know, we're rolling through the season. You um you have to show some trust in your keeper, right? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have to roll with him. Um and Give him some, uh, you know, get show him you trust him. Uh, give him some some more experience because he he he's been you know Vanzella's backup for many many years. Um, and then, like I said, get this win at home and get and get some confidence. Give him some confidence. Um, but to to your question, I, I think you're sticking with Zierhofer. That's fair. That's fair. I I think I would agree. Uh, I think Zier Mike. He has had some moments where he's been great, and he's had some moments where he's been questionable. So, I think they just need to build on his confidence, and the, and the team needs to be more proactive on the defense to help him out because he's been put in some god awful situations. So, yeah. All right. So here's my maybe question for for Utica. Last game, if you're watching this game, that was probably one of the most frustrating games for Frank because he wanted a goal. Yeah, he's you been without it. a goal you for a long it. time, and in the game he was frustrated. He wanted it bad because he, he any chance he had, even in the last couple of seconds, he thought about it until he realized it was like two seconds left in the game. Does Frank find his goal against Harrisburg? Uh, I think he does. Uh, I think he might even have a few in this game. But that being said. I don't think they need to 
push the issue, right? I mean, they're winning right now without him scoring a million goals. So obviously you want him producing, but I wouldn't change anything you're doing, right? Keep doing what you're doing. The goals will come for him. I think he gets a couple this weekend. If I, if I, if I remember correctly, they kept him out of the net the first game. It was the second game. I think he found his goals. So, and how frustrated he is, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he probably finds a goal this weekend, but I don't think he finds more than one goal this weekend. Because I think they should they should really lean into their playing style right now. You know, Ronaldinho has been phenomenal. We haven't said his name enough because but I need to because he's been that good for that team. He's been fantastic. And, yeah. A great yeah. bright spot because like it like we brought up. Uh, I think it was last episode, he's already eclipsed his point mark for his career, right? So for him to have the season he's having already, just a huge bright spot for Utica. Yeah, I'm expecting big things from, from him in the in the long run for Utica. But uh, with that being said, that is all for tonight. I appreciate you all tagging along. Phil will be back next week, and we will be back to our regular scheduled uh tuesday thursday scenario maybe monday thursday is what i we've been doing sorry about that um enjoy the new years be safe have fun and also watch a lot of masl because there are eight games this weekend yeah enjoy the game yeah and if, if you're not subscribed make sure you do subscribe hit that bell icon do all of the above and more importantly and as importantly i should have said share Have a good night, everyone.